Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honoring your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Email Einstein by Floium. I'm your host, Vera Sadlak. I'm an email marketer here at an email marketing agency called Floium, and I'm very passionate about email marketing. And because here at Floium, we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Floium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world, and we specialize in providing a premium, full-service e-commerce email marketing experience to all of our clients. We deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. That's what we're all about here at Floium. So welcome. Everyone, please say hello to Sean Reyes. Sean is a mastermind behind the brand called Shock Surplus. He founded Shock Surplus, shocksurplus.com, after discovering a significant knowledge gap, one in which there's a giant void in real information in the right control space. And guys, I don't want to do a huge amount of the talking here. It will be better if you hear it directly from the source. But to put it bluntly, Sean and his team are doing big things to shake up the trucks industry world. And because this guy's emails are awesome and because their content is awesome, their content presence, they kill it with their content presence. I'm super excited to have Sean with me today um, to share his insights and marketing within the highly competitive and not very repetitive shocks world. So <laughs> today's going to be packed with some great insights. So without further ado, meet Sean. Say hi, hi Sean. Hey guys. Hey, I, I really like that. Highly competitive, but not repetitive. <laughs> yeah, because that's because that's a challenge, right? With brands like like yours, like people come to buy shocks, like how often? Like every three years, every four years? Yeah, so. it's, that's that's one of the big things that our business has has always challenge been challenged with, especially when you're looking at a if you're looking at e-commerce like KPIs or you know everyone's mm -hmm. like what's the, what's the lifetime value of your customer and like that's <laughs> honest honestly one thing we've never really figured out because like we give right. customers every few years of those that have stuck around right. and have come back to us but um, yeah sometimes it's four or five eight years sometimes yep. um yeah. so yeah we'll definitely talk with you about it like in depth about it personally me i've never purchased shocks in my life but maybe that's because <laughs> i'm like toyota corolla girl you know so like yeah my my shocks needs are pretty minimal yeah sean before we get started we have this little game that we do with all of our guests like a blitz q a just to get to know your better mm -hmm. so let's 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 do this we have yes. a few this or that questions just to get to know you better. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. West Coast or East Coast? West Coast. Yay. Same here. Same here. <laughs> I'm a California boy. Yay. Texting or calling? I Calling. Very old school of you. <laughs> cool. I text so much, but at my age and calling is just real connection. Awesome. Place you most want to travel to? Hmm. Croatia. 
Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one on my list too. <laughs> okay, cool. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I, I, I studied in Germany at some point, so socks and ten, sandals all the way. <laughs> I have socks that have, uh, they're like toe socks. So. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like a next level, Sean. That's a next level. That's a whole different story behind that. A whole different story. Okay, Sean, the last one. I'm really curious to, to hear your answer. If you were a car, what would you be? Oh, boy. Uh, an Audi R8. Hmm. Okay. I was honestly expecting something more like off roady from you. <laughs> something oh, yeah. more like <laughs> interesting. Okay, cool. If it was a truck, it'd be a Ford Raptor. But you said car, you know, so maybe semantics. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Like for me, they're all cars. So. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm not a car, not a big um, car person. Like as I said, if if I would be a car, I would probably be like beige Toyota Corolla from like early 2000s. You know, one of those like good old basic cars. They say my, my that wife, like my wife had like that. Thing. My wife had like a 01 uh, beige. Corolla that we, we, uh, we, when we moved, we, uh, we ended up giving it away because she tried to sell it and no one would buy it. And so we got like a hundred, hundred dollar tax credit and she cried, but it it, it, it did someone some good. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I just upgraded to Corolla cross. uh, So like Toyota Corolla cross. So it's like a teeny tiny SUV. It looks like an SUV, but it's like literally a Corolla inside. It's a Corolla. It, 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 it acts like Corolla. It drives like Corolla. So like, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with That's it. That's good. Good, good. Yeah. That's awesome. all that matters. Awesome. Well, let's go to all of the juicy questions, Sean. Mm-hmm. All of the shock surplus juicy questions. So tell us about your company. What's shock surplus and how did it all start for you? It's shocks, shock absorbers, coilovers, all of that on a, on a car. And we just, we're, we're just hyper niche focused on uh, that segment of the vehicle. And there's our, our industry and our segment of the industry has always just been ruled by, you know, marketing jargon and everyone's, everyone's marketing jargon all basically sounds the same. Right. And so you've got all mm-hmm. these different brands of shocks that all kind of sound the same and you, you can't describe it's impossible. These guys don't know how to describe what it feels like in your butt when you're when you're riding on their products, right? <laughs> and so there's oh, there's this big old cloud, big old mystery about like what does this actually do? And a lot of people will be like, oh, there's no difference between a hundred dollar shock or a five hundred dollar shock. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I set out to like kind of just prove that and answer that for as many people as I could. And so yeah, I was I was never a gearhead, never a car guy, but. Uh, uh, started in 2007 with my when my stepdad kind of invited me to work with him and he he was definitely a car guy engineering suspension for decades and just learned it from him learned the ropes but really from a perspective of e-commerce and small business and so kind of applied my interest um, in e-commerce and kind of to his automotive brand and so started from there and then then in 2013 you know I just in 2012, I was really butting heads, 2013, really butting heads with my previous company. And so I just decided to go at it on my own because of just seeing the, the, the gap in the market. And the gap back then was was eBay. Um, and so just kind of understanding eBay really, really well. And yeah, so started from there and uh, we've been we've been growing. I mean, 
the first six years of the business, I think we were growing 100% year over year um, and wow. just been taken off. And we've really kind of set the tone in the space. A lot of copycats, um, at least on eBay and Amazon. And But um, the thing that no one can copy now is our content and our education. So the past couple of years have been just pedal to the metal on education and YouTube and, and content creation. Cause I, I know that's the way forward as mm-hmm. you know, all the, all the math, all the math arbitrage of AdWords and Facebook. That's like, that's always just going to run its course as, as we've seen. And it is running its course, but you know, media is the, is the answer for us. And so that's kind of what we're doing now, just super heavily focused on media and just continuing to help and really scaling our educational operation uh, through YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you guys definitely like achieved authority in your niche through content. That's for sure. Because like sometimes when I was like doing the research for our emails, um, like when I was like typing different things, you were like on top of like Google search results or like this results organically. So you are like crushing it. And I love that your store and your website, it doesn't feel very like very much like a catalog, you know, mm-hmm. you get that like almost like a physical store with real people kind of vibe. That's what I yeah. like, really enjoy about your store. Thanks. And, and we're like turbocharging that, like that feel of like, you know, content and personality with like the shopping where we got a new website in, in progress at a lot launch in August that we're super pumped about. That'll really kind of make it a little bit more cohesive of an experience. And I, I one thing we, we like to tout is we were on top of we're, we're number one on top of Amazon for the word shocks organically. Oh, wow. So I'm, oh, I'm wow. always pumped. For such a generic always... word too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so, so awesome. That. That's so awesome. <sighs> No, like Amazon paid ads are like, I'm still learning them very much. We just launched mm-hmm. our own mm-hmm. brands like few few weeks ago and we we're like, mm-hmm. it's a learning curve. That's that's for sure. But good for you guys. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were in and, the Amazon uh, paid ads. For, we were in Amazon paid ads for a while, and we're making a lot of money on Amazon with with it. But after uh, after a couple of years, we had just a, two or three competitors that just jumped on all of our listings and, and drove the prices down to you know razor thin margins that we couldn't just like subsist on. And so we, we quickly mm-hmm. stopped. So it's a it's a tricky right. beast. Right. Yeah. Amazon is a bit different from like a Shopify. You can't really compete based on like value and content you provide. It's almost mm-hmm. always about the price. It's just like a different kind of customer. I feel like go to Amazon versus directly to the store. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no, guys, you're crushing it with the content. But uh, what's sort of like role did content play at the beginning? Was it one of your biggest uh, drivers of your sales growth at the beginning or like what sort of like role it played at the very beginning when you first started? Content really wasn't, it was always like a, a, I always had in my mind about like, you know, let's take people on the adventure as well, but never really could put it together. Like back then it was like, how much does it cost to get a, you know, some of these brands are paying ten, fifteen thousand dollars for a three-minute video, right? And that's oh, that's re- that's really normal. And so you think about that, and you're like, that's completely cost prohibitive. And so content never really played a role for us. I mean, writing blog posts that was easy for me. Mm. Writing comes e- writing comes easy for me. Education came easy for me. So we got a lot of landing pages there, but like we never really put the pieces of the puzzle together of you know driving people to those landing pages. Mm. And so. It kind of happened just organically over time. And a lot of those 
pages have just started, you know, have ranked really well. And they started ranking a lot better as we got on Shopify, you know, showing those educational articles across associated products and whatnot. So like that kind of ability to tie in your con your your educational content or just organic content with your product. So people that aren't ready to buy, they go to your landing page, you know, et cetera, sign up you know keep them in a loop that was that that was always the like the long play and it's definitely paid dividends for us mm-hmm. and um as far as like video content though that's that's a pretty rel- relatively new thing i think about two and a half years ago i just you know i knew we had to we had to get video content going and i knew i wanted to be on youtube but it was always like an analysis paralysis and oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do we do? How do we do it? And then just one, one week I just said, screw it, turn on the video. And I'm just going to, I'm going to talk <laughs> about, I'm just going to talk about these 20 topics. And that's what we did. Just like banged out 20 videos over the course of like two or three days. And oh, wow. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. And those videos just, you know, it's just talking head, basic talking head stuff. And um, yeah, people... no, the production value, like of your la- last videos is t- totally like a different, different level. That's for sure. Like your first one looked a bit different. I've seen them like back in the day, but uh, <laughs> yeah, people, people, they, don't, like people don't want to read, you know, people don't want to read. Yeah. But they'll listen, like, I'm one know, of those. I, I'm one yeah. of those people. I always like now, like these days I use YouTube pretty much as a search engine. Like when I need mm-hmm. something, I go to YouTube and I like YouTube stuff and not necessarily Google stuff. So. Uh, there we go. That's a, that's a good, that's a good insight there. Yeah. We're seeing a lot more of that behavior too. Right. Right. No, that's, that's awesome, Sean. I, I honestly think that you guys are crushing it to, with the content, which honestly makes our job so much easier. Cause like mm-hmm. every time we need to like create some sort of like content for you guys or like some sort of email, it always like is so easy. So easy. Yeah, Cause like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you guys are the brand that don't rely on like discounts that heavily, or I would say pretty much at all. So you, you bring value through like content and education and like, and that like extra care, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the, one of the, that's one of the big challenges with us. Cause the, the surplus name kind of uh, in, like kind of indicates discount or overstock or secondary stock. And mm-hmm. so we've always had a kind of battle against that stigma. And so, I'm, you know, people are like the discounting and the discounting structure has always been top of mind. Cause I'm like, we're, we're over here and I we pay all of our people extremely well, we're doing education. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. I, there's almost, yeah, I'm like very anti-discount as far as just like blanket discounts. There's, you know, we have strategic ones and whatnot, but we don't want to be seen as the discount, the discount shop. Right. You don't want to train your customer to expect discounts from you, especially when you deliver so much value in like other ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean, so we like started briefly talking about like your unique customer life cycle, I would say. So mm-hmm. as we said you only need to upgrade your shocks every few years, right? Every three, four years, whatever. So usually businesses that like rely on those like one-time buyers, they tend to ignore SMS and email. Why did you decide to have it? Well, there's a lot of our product. There's you know, obviously there's a huge segment of our 
of our sales come from Google AdWords and, you know, conversion-based Facebook campaigns where people are ready to buy, you know, within seven days. And so that's been a huge, a huge driver of our business and our business growth, just because the, the market of shock absorbers is like in the billions. Like I think it's $17 billion a year worldwide. And I think like wow. 7 billion, 7 billion in the U S alone. So it's, it's, it's massive. And we, it's just, however, if we can make the math work to capture those customers, then that's, that's great. But at the same time, there's very high end product that is, you know, if you're, if you're going to go out and buy like a really expensive bed and you know it, you're going to, you're going to research for a long time or if you're trying to buy something right. expensive, you're researching for a long time. And so email, and I know that that's, that's the case for us as well, where people are doing the research, landing on our, you know, our educational pages. And we want to do, we, we know our content, we know our education is good and they're getting a lot out of it, but like sometimes, you know, two, three months down the road, they, you just won't remember where you learned something um, until you go back to shop. And anyway, so it's just one of our ways I, I wanted to keep, you know, stay top of mind and kind of engage with the, the people that were, that were getting and, and not buying. Um, and so it's very, very regularly that people fall outside a 30 day attribution window. And so, right. you know, so it's, it's kind of the ways of just creating that, that like keeping those people in the loop, you know, it's always been the, mm-hmm. the, the goal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Something that people often don't realize is that that conversion window for say socks, like $20 socks, obviously yeah. it's easier to convert the $20 socks person than $2,000 shock person. Right. So you need yeah. to put a bit more like care and like education into those emails. You want to, just like you said, you want to stay top of the mind with, with your customers so much so that like in, in, in three years or like four years when they need to upgrade their shocks or like purchase new ones, they will think of you and not the other brands. Yeah. And LTV, LTV is becoming a lot more important because it's it's hard to be it's hard, very hard to be profitable on that first purchase for an e-commerce mm-hmm. brand and so that's we've always that's that's just been the whole, I want to say the hole we've dug for ourselves but we're we've kind of started addressing that through definitely through email anniversary flow you help you help mm-hmm. us set that up like not too long ago that's been working yeah. you know just all these little all these little things to talk to the different segmentations we we've set up to get them back whether it's for a, a small thing or whether it's for you know their wife's vehicle or their daughter's vehicle. Right. So mm-hmm. all these things, it's like stay top of mind, keep them in the, keep them in your, in your, in your list. Um, and then we've been slowly adding product, different types of product, not necessarily like the core product of a shock absorber set, but like, mm-hmm. you know, other auxiliary items of the vehicle that we know they need. They're just not getting it from right. us. And so we're like, that's how we keep them in mind. That's how the email has been a huge factor in getting customers back with a second or third purchase. So Right, right. Yeah. I was actually shocked. I don't know if it's a good word when I talk about your brand to use a shock, shock for shock surplus. I was shocked with like the amount of quality content you had on your website. Because like in my mind, and again, I'm not the car enthusiast, but in my mind, there was like only few things you can say about shocks. But I love how you sort of like test different shocks on like different vehicles and then you share your like experience and also 
that the the tone that you use to describe it it sounds very like genuine very friendly and you can literally put the the, the faces to your service that's what i really love about about what you're doing guys yeah it's uh the it, it comes from I, you know thank you so much it comes from a genuine place of learning ourselves too because mm -hmm. like i said before i'm, I'm not i was never a gearhead and a lot of this stuff we're learning ourselves and like we don't we don't know how every product performs on every vehicle we sell like we'd be lying if we said that so like a lot so much of our content is is literally self-discovery for my team and educating our own team and then we're just we're just document we're literally just trying to document that mm -hmm. for for the rest of the audience um and so like you know we're we're disappointed and that's genuine or we're excited about something and that's genuine too and so yeah a lot of the time a lot of the times i'm just like guys just just roll camera like I don't, we're, we didn't we're not we're not producing anything right now we're documenting something right now and so it, it really helps set the frame of mind for how to how to create content and i really kind of took that that's not from me that's from gary vaynerchuk of he always oh, yeah. used to he always used to say a lot of document don't create and that's you know and that that's kind of i really took that to heart because creation people get in this creation mode of like you know, trying to game the system. SEO is, mm -hmm. in my mind, gaming the system. We've never, we've never done any SEO tactics. Everything we've done is just is genuine. You know, it, kind of learning and educating from just our our own perspective on things, and it's it's worked well. And so, yeah, that's a good that's a good reminder. I I love Gary V, and you should hire sure. yourself like a guy like a D Rock. Was it his his name? He has always this yeah. like guy with him who like follows yeah. him everywhere and like film like literally everything and then they yeah. have like a bunch of cool content <laughs> we i kind of i kind of had my own version of of that um but recently we kind of we kind of parted ways for uh, uh -huh. for certain some reasons um and uh, but we we got a new one coming on um so yeah i'm pretty excited about that because we we are learning every day and so I, i think it's just our audience wants it you know such a big audience of different because yeah. our audience is is professional not really professional professional racing scene but like the prosumer level of stuff and mm -hmm. the very beginner level of stuff and so when we talk about how many brands we carry of like 20-25 different brands across mm -hmm. almost every vehicle on the road off-road on road like all these different things it's like there's always someone that we can that we're talking to right so right. yeah turning on the camera yeah. and just helping out people is is, is my kind of my goal <laughs> your kind of approach yeah i love it i love it so sean you already mentioned about some of the challenges of your business with like lifetime value for example were you affected by supply chain issues during pandemic and like after pandemic and if you were how did you like navigate this supply chain disruptions We the pandemic really actually we were one of the businesses that accelerated. I'm sure a lot of e-commerce businesses say that, but the mm -hmm. automotive aftermarket world it really like really exploded because you know people just people need their dopamine from somewhere. Did I? I think your <laughs> Derek said that on your one of your previous podcasts. Someone just said that, mm -hmm. but some people need their dopamine from somewhere, and so when you can't go play, you can't do things. You you go places, and people are using their vehicle so much more. Um, 
Um, and we were ext- we were extremely diversified in terms of our supply chain. And so like our, our sales accelerated. Um, we saw shortages of some of our, our A movers, um, which affected us a little bit. And it kind of continues to affect us a little bit, mainly because one of our two main suppliers kind of I won't name names, but they're of the they're of the the type that's taken advantage of of the situation and have priced their wholesalers kind of out of the market because they have their own retail arms, and so they're protecting their own retail um, sales and their own margins at the expense of their entire five thousand wholesale account kind of situation. And so that's still affecting us a little bit. Prices of, you know, prices of on shipping have gone way up and, you know, brands are increasing prices on the cost side, but um, lagging behind on the retail side by six to 12 months. And so that, that squeezes us in the middle, you know, and get the whole shipping container thing that affects us. That, that affects us because it's affecting our brands because a lot of our brands are made here in the USA or assembled mm-hmm. in the USA, but like every single shock absorber contains what's called uh, um, shims, which are very small disc metal disc and millions upon millions of those are being shipped in from China and Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, those are the, those, those are what are sitting on in the ports. So we are, we are affected, but at the same time, like, we're doing such a small piece of the $7 billion shock absorber pie that like when one brand's affected, we kind of just pivot and attack another brand that is available. Yeah, no, for sure. But your account, and I work with quite a few of them, your account is pretty unique uh, in that sense that you have this flow called back in stock flow, Mm -hmm. and it's your number one best performing flow. (laughs) How come? (laughs) Like, I've never, I've never seen this before. (laughs) So when we run Google ads, we, we aren't running those against out of stock products, but we have, you know, but we had, we've got about 250,000 uniques a month right now. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so many of those are the big A movers in our, in our category, you know, people really want them. And, right. and so we, we've kind of developed an authority around a few key products that like that a lot of, we, we drive a lot of traffic to people know us for them. We rank, we rank on, we rank in the top three on Google across a bunch of associated um, terms. And so people really know us for those really, people really want our service around those. And so those, those products have been a huge driver for us and, you know, but they haven't been in stock. And so we'll mm-hmm. sometimes we've been, we've been basically uh, the secret maybe is not out, but we, we basically corner corner supply on certain certain products because our back in stock list shows, Hey, there's, you know, a hundred people waiting for this one item, you know? And so mm-hmm. we see, we see that out in our available network and we're just buying it up constantly, just buying everything we can. And it's been a big driver for us because, you know, if you think about 50,000 SKUs, 60,000 SKUs and, People, all, all the back in stock notifications that are constantly um, going out across that huge mm-hmm. catalog. It's, it's, it's been, a, 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 yeah, like you said, a, a substantial uh, driver for us because, yeah, when, when super popular products come and go in, people will, are literally emailing us or calling us and be like, you guys just sent me a notification 15 minutes ago. Uh, but I just check again and it's back, it's out of stock again. I'm like, yeah, man, there was, <laughs> 
there were 120 <laughs> people in line on that. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, huge, huge demand for some of the stuff that we sell. That's interesting, Sean. I didn't realize that some of the brands are using that backing stock as almost like an inventory management tool. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. our product is really a, a commodity because of mm-hmm. just the sheer just the sheer volume of pieces in the system, and so we we kind of treat it we kind of treat it as such. Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah, that's how we are. That's how we're. That's one of the ways we kind of build the build authority because we you know you tie in Google AdWords and search volume to available inventory in your supply, and then you look at your back in stock, and it's just like kind of all pieces to a puzzle, like ensuring what's going to move inside of. You know, usually 30 days, usually retailers are worried about what's going to move inside 30 days, but we're like seeing what, what can we, what can we acquire that's going to move before the product even hits our floor, <laughs> you know, what, what's going to move inside of 72 hours or, or, or whatnot. Right. And so, or, or, or uh, less or 15 minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. Example. <laughs> yeah. Velocity. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, and, and usually when we create the back in stock flows, we like don't use any discounts for like view for other clients just because people are waiting for that product and they would purchase like anyways so Mm -hmm. sometimes the backing stock flow can be something like as simple as like your item is back in stock one email boom done the the placed order rate on like the click-through rate on this emails are usually like amazing like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna probably like disclose your open rate for this one because like it's it's insane it has 73 percent open rate and 30 percent click-through rate i've never like seen anything like this in other flows so this mm-hmm. flow is usually like top top flow in terms of like engagement just because people want to hear from you you're delivering the relevant content to them yeah yeah, yeah that, that's, i knew it was around 60 or 70 percent but that hard number i realized it was that high right uh, yeah and like um, out of those people we have a pretty pretty solid uh placed order rate too um so that's mm-hmm. that's, that's the amazing. thing with our industry also is the thing with our, in our industry also is that usually all these all, a lot of our competitors they don't have inventory uh they don't have inventory i call it inventory um visibility so like you know a lot of super high-end sites track inventory and whether it's in stock or out of stock whatever but so much of our audience has been used to seeing a product on a website and hitting add to cart and, and purchasing it, not knowing of the delivery time window, and sometimes oh, being okay, okay. and some and sometimes being okay that it's not going to be delivered for a month or two months or even you know mm. so some of our brands like it's like six or ten months right now, and so for us it's our we we go the other direction where like we don't allow back orders um, very very mm. seldomly. Do we allow back orders? Because with that comes super high the customer service requirements. Um, and so, you know, we're always, the inventory visibility was always one of the big key things that we achieved in like, I think it was like 2018. It's made a, it's made, it just makes a world of difference for, for customer service and obviously scaling the operation. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I can see how that can be like a challenge for businesses that like inventory, inventory management when you have like so, so many SKUs, right? What, what mm-hmm. other sort of like challenges you've, uh, you've had <laughs> with Shock Surplus at the beginning and now, like what are the biggest 
challenges for you? Yeah, one of the biggest one of the, I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, I think a lot of people have the challenges of finances, and that's always been a challenge for us, especially when we're we're kind of bootstrapped and not uh, not like venture backed or anything. You know, built this from my my apartment uh, and just rolled profits back in. And so it's always been financially because especially when you're growing, so you're growing so fast organically. It's not like we're we're not pumping ad- advertising to grow. It's just happening so organically for us that like the financial struggles and all the challenges mm-hmm. happen there where like you accidentally make a double payment for, you know, $100,000 on your credit card and now all your oh, accounts happens, are locked. Right? All your accounts are locked in. <laughs> You're just like, oh my God. Wow. And so there's, there's stuff like that. And there's, yeah, it's the more, the more recent challenges. We, we let go of uh, an ex-employee. We let go of an employee uh, a few weeks back and, you know, the conversation was amicable and everything seemed fine and just wasn't a good fit. And, you know, I was going to pay him out an extra week and everything seemed good. But 12 hours later, he uh, deleted our entire YouTube channel. Which oh. is basically, which is basically unrecoverable because, oh my um, yeah. So uh, it's been that you know that that crushed our entire team, and that was right before my vacation. And so it's, we're still putting out that fire right now, rapidly uploading old videos and. Oh, um, wow. so, yeah, so that's been. It's it's one of those things. Whereas like an owner, you almost like laugh at the universe because of how absurd of a challenge it is. And it's going to be, you know, uh, it's devastating for sure. But the, and at the same time, it's like, oh man, a lot, a lot of lessons learned there on the security front. Mm. Um, so for sure. For yeah. Sure. So th- that's the biggest thing top of mind. Um, right. Customer acquisition and traffic has never been one of our, one of our issues. It's, it's being profitable on, on the, uh, on, on the sales, um, on advertising, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think YouTube and first party data is the, is the way forward. I'm glad we've been kind of pounding one. that. Especially yeah, now, been, right? When... Yeah. So many changes. Yeah. I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone thinks they want, yeah. Everyone thinks they want privacy, but like, no, I, I'm shopping for a desk. I want to see all the amazing desks in my face, in my feed. Right. If I'm shopping mm-hmm. for, if I'm shopping for, you know, a new, a new printer. I want to know, I want to know the new and upcoming brand that's going to put their product in front of me that, you know, you wouldn't even realize is, is so amazing unless, unless they had that, that you're, you're, you're targeting. Right. I don't. And so anyway, that's been exactly. a big challenge for us. And Apple, Apple is, you know, they're the, the recent changes with iOS, not even 14 mm-hmm. on Facebook, but on 15 on email open rate tracking. And so that all those mm-hmm. dominoes are slowly, slowly falling. And I've kind mm-hmm. of been, I, I haven't, I don't say I would, I wouldn't say I would have foreseen it, but I, I just knew that anyone can start a, I could, you could launch a Shopify store today. I could load 20,000 products tomorrow. I could start my Google AdWords campaign on, on the, on the third day. And that, that's how fast competitor, that's how fast we see competitors in our space. And so, but you can't like the content thing and stepping in front of a video to make compelling compelling entertainment or infotainment that's that's the big that's our big linchpin you know that's our that's that's our ace in the base of our sleeve where no competitor can rapidly get up there so kind of seeing the challenges ahead of time is is what i've been right. i feel like i've been good good at kind of predicting things right yeah yeah well it just means that we need to start like talking more directly to the 
to the customer mm-hmm. and like collecting that data directly from them. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll adapt. We'll adapt. Yeah. That's for sure. That's what we, we kind of kind of to our, our flow sign up. We're always been back and forth about how much data to collect at sign up and how it affects mm-hmm. like sign up percentages. But the, we have daily driver, we have towing and hauling, we have four mm-hmm. by four and overlanding. So these are, we have four different segments basically that we segment our email mm-hmm. and SMS signups to at the beginning, you know? And so that's like, that's considered first party data for people that are, right. are listening, you know? Um, and, and our flows are based entirely off like, which are very vastly right. different audiences. And so uh, I think that's just super important going forward and how right. we kind of t- tailor so much of our content. Yeah, honestly, with Clavio, there are like so many ways you can like collect that data and just the data mm. that already exists in Clavio, like where where they live, what's their sort of like purchasing behavior, when the next purchase is going to be, all that kind of stuff. You already have them in Clavio. A lot of brands, I feel like they are like not utilizing them enough, but you mm-hmm. do have like a ton of data on mm-hmm. that platform. That's like what I love about Clavio the most. And I work with like different platforms, but this one mm-hmm. is like really amazing with like data and like organizing it and into like smaller smaller pieces yeah sean so this one would probably be like one of our last questions but i'm really curious to learn like so much of e-com marketing is about like testing what works what doesn't work um did you have like any unexpected marketing surprises that you've like experienced along the way so maybe like things that you thought would work but didn't or like the other way around well, I think one of the more more recent unexpected wins we had was we I made a uh, one of the, back back to the document don't create situation. It was one of those um, one of our our advertising agencies kept asking for a uh, kind of a a YouTube ad, and we made a, put a lot of time into scripting something, put a lot of time into developing the script and and scenes and all that stuff, but we just never got around to shooting it. And this was over the course of months. And so when I was at the shop, I was like, screw this roll camera. And I just grab a, grab a shot and we throw it in the dumpster and say a little, say a little <laughs> something about like, are you still running this crap? And we walk through the shop and I'm talking at the camera and we probably did three takes of this and it's 30 seconds long. <laughs> and it's very, very rudimentary, very just like a bunch of a bunch of guys in a warehouse kind of just like messing around and uh, that's been like a huge huge win win for us not necessarily in economics wise it is producing good money for us in terms of uh, uh an roi spend on youtube but bit more so it has taught everybody on our team that like the the document don't create um ethos of as artists, we kind of always want people to enjoy something that we put a lot of work and effort into, but at the same time, a lot of people just won't care. And then something mm-hmm. we put no effort into where maybe it's just a natural, natural flow for us. Uh, it, people are, respond massively to it. And that's the thing that goes viral, right. you know? And so it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of those in the, in the TikTok world, in the YouTube world where our biggest wins have, have been like the stuff that it just naturally is just naturally comes out of us. Whereas like the big, the big creation, the big, the big productions are like, sometimes just fall flat on their face so such a good reminder sean thank you yeah so i don't, I don't know that answer to the question but it kind of comes that's to mind. a good one that's a good one that's a good reminder yeah i feel like a lot of our clients always like postpone that like video production thing just because they think it's it has to be like a high quality 
production but i love those videos i always i always enjoy them so much those like real behind the scenes sort of like looks and even when we like included that little section into your newsletter like meet the team mm -hmm. the, the section at the very bottom of newsletter i was like surprised by how many clicks it gets every time we nice. include it it's usually at the very bottom of the email but people still click on it and yeah that was that yeah. was like a little nice surprise yeah <laughs> just, just jumping i think i think i think a bunch of owners and business owners can just just massively benefit from turning on the camera and talking to the audience at every at like every touch point like i've got i've got we got videos on like our shipping and handling and our warranties mm -hmm. and our customer service where it's like you know there, everyone has everyone has these you know terms and like the tls and the terms and conditions pages mm -hmm. right and every customer kind of sees your contact page or your warranties as that but like they want they want to they want to see that there's a real human taking care of each of one of these little aspects. And so right. the, the whole, the, what's the, what's the biggest, the biggest kind of meta thing about e-commerce now and D2C brands now is like, you want to, you want to buy from humans. Right. And that's, I guess that's always right. been the case, but like it's even more the case now because of mm -hmm. how, e how easy it is to launch an e-commerce brand, a faceless e-commerce brand. It's really easy, right? You could have flashy, great product and whatnot, but like, the, the trust building factor is um, there's there's no formula to it, but I think a big variable is a human face and the humanity behind the business. And so I've yeah I've kind of just taken that upon myself to be the face of Shock Surplus and you know in emails and and in all of our content, not all of our content. I'm, I'm glad that there's people on our on our team that are mm -hmm. stepping into that that role or playing a part of that role and that's just helped us tremendously yeah yeah so you guys take it from sean don't be afraid on getting on camera creating the content and like creating those micro stories behind the brand so it's yeah, a beautiful it. beautiful yeah you can always delete it i love it that's true that's that's why i was like guys if this doesn't work then we'll, we'll delete it and make a new one but like <laughs> it's always worked We've i don't know for some reason it give, it's it's giving me like strong 90s movies vibe for some reason it's like one of those stories <laughs> when you create something something simple something from scratch and then it works yeah it's nice it's beautiful yeah. awesome well sean it was so nice having you on this podcast today so much fun talking to you we should do it again some sometime thanks yeah, yeah. Awesome. We, we got some new we got some new ideas on some some other flows i gotta run, run by you and so we'll see how those oh, go yeah. and touch, oh, touch yeah. base again for sure sean how can our listeners reach you or how can they find you if they have any questions or if they want to see what you yeah we're on shocks about shock surplus kind of just everywhere facebook instagram my email is sean at shocksurplus.com. i'm definitely willing to give any tips I'm, I'm always like to say i'm an open book and give business advice or email advice or just you know whatever i'd love to hear from anybody oh awesome well thank you so much for coming to our show today it was a pleasure talking to you sean you're welcome thanks for having me thank you bye bye Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And as always, leave us a review, send us a screenshot to flowium.com slash socks and get your own pair of branded Flowium socks. And of course, come back next Tuesday because next Tuesday, we're going to have a podcast party right here. Uh, it's going to be the episode number 100, you guys. I still can't believe we've been together for 100 episodes. But yes, we'll be celebrating it with... Um, 
uh, with Andre Bychuk from Flowium, the founder and CEO of Flowium. And we'll be talking all things e-commerce and all things email marketing. So definitely come back. A lot of insightful things we'll be discussing. You don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you here next Tuesday. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Just in 2022, we help our e-commerce client generate over 250 millions in revenue through effective email marketing strategy. And now we can help you too. Stop missing out on the potential revenue your email could be generating for your business right now. Take advantage of our free email marketing audit today and let our team help you optimize your email for maximum conversion. Go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. It's F-L-O-W-I-U-M dot com slash a u d i t flown dot com slash audit